Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're... Married. I can't believe you did that. I looked you in the eyes. (laughs) And I thought, maybe I should just not say anything. But I would never do that. It would have been funny. If we just neither said anything. (laughs) But then I thought, he looked me in the eyes. He's he's going to say something. Yeah, I guess we're married. I'll admit it. Ugh. Just hard to just mm-hmm. accept it. Today, we're going to be discussing Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Yep. Um, I'd had this on the list for a while, and we just never got to it because we mm-hmm. kept reading other things. And then I thought... It's almost epistolary, really. There it is, because they do actually parts. have letters. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, it had some things we haven't seen in a romance novel before. It did? Organ donation. Oh, I thought you were talking about the face-sitting part. That's This is the third time this has come <laughs> up in a romance novel so far. <laughs> but I can say that I don't remember ever reading it before this year Yeah, in a romance novel. <laughs> you probably just skipped over those parts before. I mean, I don't think so, but hmm. it must have become, must be like a... A thing now. A new cool thing. I guess so. Um, And we missed a week, so we have now missed our two weeks that we allotted ourselves. So now we cannot miss another week. Cannot miss a week. Even as we head into the busy season. Even as we head into the busy season. But we're pretty far in. Like, What week are we on at this point? Or what book are we on? Mm, 36, 35, 36, I was thinking, because I'm pretty sure we started in November. And we're now in August almost. Yeah, we're almost a full year into this. I know. It's hard to believe. Cheers to almost full year. Cheers. Cheers to my my book going on sale this week. Very exciting in just two days. Mm -hmm. Mine's pretty romantic too, isn't Mm, it? I don't know if romance figures really at at all. There's at least one romance scene, right? But I don't know. I well, mean, no, there are a few. There's one where a girl overdoses. Well, yeah, I'm not together. sure There's that another it scene. fits any definition we've come up with for romance. Mm. Fun, happily ever after, relationship at the center. Not sure there's really mm. any criteria by which it could be a romance, but it mm. is excellent. There is romance. That's what I should say. Mm. <laughs> I think that's a stretch. Still a good read. And I mean, I read it in a day, so. Well, of course. I'm your husband. You got to. No, please. Got to worry about what sort of fallout there might be. No. I read it because I wanted to. So Mm -hmm. that is exciting. It's a busy week, though. And you got to fit that in somehow. I know. You have, you know, some social media ready? Uh, Yeah. I'm sure I will. So, uh,. You like the cocktail? I do. What is this? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Peter Mule. I just made up a mule. Oh, you just made your own. I was like mm-hmm. thinking we have been out of town. Got makers, Drambuie. Thought I tasted the Drambuie. Jack Daniels. L- lime. You do not have to get up in like a few hours. It feels like a few hours and drive a long way. So mm-hmm. just when I need a lot of different liquors mm-hmm. for a Monday night. Well, you know. Just relax, relax. I'm going to do my best. So this was uh, 2023. Yes. So uh, 
and very it's, modern. It's funny because she's been popular for a while, and I've just never read any of her books. Well, this is the first book you've read of, of hers. hers. Yeah, really? and I just thought I would do read it. I'm um, surprised you haven't read part of your world. I no. love that. That's one of my favorites. You have not even read it. Did you read it the today because you were like so interested in Alexis's story? Because that's Alexis's story. No, Who's in the book? I'm obviously ill-equipped to answer it because that was a big lie. Oh, I I've knew that, but still, I thought I'd give you the benefit of the doubt. No. I knew you didn't squeeze that in. No. I don't think I've convinced you to read romance novels just on your own at this point. No. I, I'll read the older ones. I'll read the Bronte sister ones. Mm, okay. I did like those. I did a recent social media post. It's not posted yet, but I did one of those TikTok quizzes where uh-huh. you're like – Nod your head one way or the other, and you do a tournament of classic books. Oh, and I haven't so seen that. That's fun. Jane Eyre was on there, and I think a Bronte. Was Jane Eyre Bronte? Yeah, right? Yes. Char- Charlotte. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jane Eyre was on there, and so it, it won some Jeez. surprising victories. I think I had a beat... Tom Sawyer, which I felt really bad about them, but, but Tom Sawyer's not the good one. Huck Finn's the good one. Tom Sawyer's just kind of a fun... Oh, yeah, it is. Well, that's why younger kids read it. It's more of like an adventure for young kids. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I mean, Jane Eyre's great. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm sure there are lots of people who think there are problems, but it was very good. It's much more of a uh, tight novel than Tom Sawyer. I mean, I I haven't read it since. I would say I think I read Tom Sawyer in seventh grade, and I don't think I've read it since. So Um, what did it lose to? I don't remember. I have to wait till you make the post. Okay. Shouldn't tease me like that. I don't that. want to tell you who won the whole thing, but I'll oh. tell you for all the three people listening to this. <laughs> um, it was a Chevy. One things beat, fall apart. The, it won the whole thing. It won the whole thing. Oh, you've now already told beat, me. And it was weird. It was like Marquez and a Chevy in the finals. But this was based on your own opinions. Yeah, it, you just—they just had two novels against each other, and it was like. Oh, and you would like pick. I would pick one one side or the other. Who who wins the battle? And it's my opinion. I mean, and you end up with Marquez, like a hundred mm-hmm. years of solitude. Yeah, really, you've never talked about liking that. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what it beat, but it was like. I guess Moby Dick wasn't in that one because you you do it a few times. I didn't like the way the first ones turned out, or I didn't like, or I didn't finish it fast enough, or whatever. And so Moby Dick was in it. Moby Dick had won a few of them before, but I don't think it was in the one that I did because I don't think. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think uh, Moby Dick would have beat 100 Years of Solitude. You mean you don't think 100 Years of Solitude would have beat Moby Dick? No, it wouldn't have. So it must have not been. Ah, uh, so you think it I, I guess a Chevy could have beat it. Like, Things Fall Apart is very good. It's one of my favorites. Really? Beloved, have you read it since? Beloved was in there, and I thought Beloved was pretty good. Yeah, have you read Things of All Apart since we were seniors in high school? Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. I like the wrestling scenes. I go back to the wrestling scenes. <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say, <laughs> but great. Because <laughs> not a lot of wrestling in novels. Because so it's, it, like it it's like the old patriarch that used to be the wrestling champion. That's one of the oh. themes. And the, like a young guy becomes like pretty good. But then it's like heartbreaking because... The young guy who's good at wrestling, who the who the old guy is watching, is not his son. He's sort of like ashamed of his son. Oh, who's the I pastor. remember that. Remember, yeah. he's sort of mm-hmm. like been 
colonize yeah. religious. And I mean, how cool is that whole idea? Like, you know, you want to share your religion, but it is a form of colonization. And so, like, yeah, what what is what is it that you want to share, and what is it that you want to preserve in that exchange? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to parse that out, and it shows it just brilliantly. Mm. We should do that next time, next year. Okay, just, just read next classic year, books. But we definitely can't do a book a week. No. Because I, I keep wanting to add another classic in, and then I keep thinking, when am I going to have time to read? I keep on reading about books that are, like, out or that I want to read. And then I'm, like, hoping there's a romance in the middle of it, so I can suggest it. And it's never a romance in the middle of it, sadly. <laughs> Well, there's got to be one out there, at least. For whom the bell tolls, I'm telling you. Hey, if you want to read it, I will put it on the list at this point. Maria, Maria. Oh, so beautiful. Okay, well, perhaps we should put that on the list. No, it's it's not one. You don't think it is one, but you were so sure at the beginning. Yeah, I was trying to justify my knowledge. Mm, Thinking you knew. All right, so yours truly. Mm -hmm. What do we have to say about yours truly? I mean, okay, so just... Right off the back, there's content guidance. This book is close to my heart for a lot of reasons. But before you dive in, let me have a trigger warning. I just want to give you a heads up about a few themes, including the main character who is cheated on in a past relationship, a flashback to a pregnancy issue, a mention of suicide, and a character who has clinical anxiety. So if that's how it starts... Like a note. But it is, I mean, I don't know about the whole cheating and stuff because it's a romance novel. That's not even unusual. Right. Like the cheating. But I can see letting people know that there's a lost pregnancy because that can, and there would be no reason to expect that based on the back of the book, based on reading three quarters of the novel. There are like a few little hints. And so if you're someone and again, that's some going to mm-hmm. affect a romance reader population. I can see that. I mean, I'm not sure, like, I know you don't like it, but I can see why. Because, I mean, if I was, I definitely don't read romance novels to, like, relive my own mm-hmm. trauma. And so I assume there are a lot of romance readers who don't do it, and they read it for the opposite reasons. So I can see why you might do that. Um, but some of it, so, I mean, I would say there are many things she lists that I'm like, I'm not sure, but I can definitely see the that maybe being the suicide listed. if you're like really worried about you know mental health, which she obviously is. She's also a sufferer of mental health issues herself, and that's maybe the part where I guess I need to have more empathy. Perhaps. I could, that's a growth area for me. That's a way to think of it. It's a growth area for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a growth area that I should probably moderate my intake of growing in that area. Like It's, a, it's really difficult for me to read the inner dialogue of somebody with severe anxiety, like, like clinical anxiety that needs to be seriously medicated. For 300 plus pages. But you know, I mean, prob- it is too much. But you know what? I wonder about that because I would agree that it was hard. But I wonder, though, if that's because she is really depicting it because at the like, it's like that's what your mind is like. 
if you have severe anxiety and it like doesn't stop and you just want it to stop, but it doesn't. And that, I mean, that's how I felt. Like you're reading it and you're just like, oh my gosh, like it's so much. Yeah. I, I mean, know. don't you think though, in some ways this book did disrupt ideas about the male, like the lead male in like a, a romance. I mean, he had significant anxiety. He was five nine. Or five ten. Or five ten. He had reddish hair. Reddish brown. Um, he was lean. So he wasn't like giant, you know, like so many of the mm-hmm. ones that you've pointed out are. Right. Um, and he was like super sensitive. He was also a doctor. So. Well, he was a doctor, but I mean, that's fine. I mean, she was too. So. Well, I'm just saying. But they were like equals in that way, you know, mm-hmm. and like she was, he wasn't better than her. And then he, in the end, Spoiler, he, in the end, becomes a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are some things that are different Mm -hmm. than the typical. I mean, he has, like, very serious anxiety. So she's, like, constantly trying to, like, support him Mm -hmm. to be able to feel comfortable in situations. Yeah. Well, we recognized some of the stuff because we have a child who's got a little bit of Anxiety, probably not to this extent, obviously, but at least not at this point, no, but right. some of the same, right? And I don't know, to, to me, it was just, I mean, for those suffering from mental illness who want to read a romance novel about a mental illness, but our point is to read about what you need in romance or like what romance is. And, I mean, maybe reading a novel mm-hmm. like this can show you different things about what romance is. Right, right. Um, well, it's sort of like saying, it goes back to the whole idea of complementary pathologies. It's almost like his pathology, because he's fallen in love with the woman, he, his pathology makes him a better lover to her because he's always thinking about these really nice things that he could do for her. Yeah. Like, way beyond what anybody else would. And... What does he do that's way beyond what anyone else would do? For example, when he goes over to the friend's house, when she has one of her many freakouts and, like, pushes him away, she goes to her best friend's house, historical house, the grand house. Yeah, like bed and breakfast. Well, if you read part of your world, you'll learn about it, I'm sure. mm. And uh, and he thinks that he, like, brings a plant and brings a bottle of bourbon, but then, like, doesn't give it to her, them because he realizes it might be insensitive to offer it. You know, that's how my pregnant. mind works, though. Yeah, but then she he's also doing that to her. He's, like, constantly thinking of how he could um, impress her. And use all of his neuroses to like come. And there are like internal dialogues where he's using his neuroses to think of all the things. When she goes through his search history, it's all related to her. Like researching things that she's going to I like. mean, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't. I don't mind that. Yeah, of course you don't. Of course women want a man who's like pathologically interested in every single thing that she yeah. would want in order to keep <laughs> Her happy. And like. And then to the extent that he would be willing 
to take her name, sign everything. See, another the house, unexpected. The house into her, uh, sign the house over to her so she just really has no concerns when she comes back to I mean, it's just, a, it's a little much. It's a little much. It's like, I'm going to come up with a really anxious character, but she, he's so in love that anxiety he's going to direct towards some pathological, like, way of, like, being so nice to her and, like, so impressive to her. I mean, again, and then on top of don't it, mind it. And then on top of it, he's, like, a super freak in bed. Always. Have you noticed? I mean, that... Especially the nice and ones, like, the ones with anxiety. And, like, super assertive, too. But we've seen that in other novels, too, mm-hmm. that they become, like, super assertive and different people. Do you think that's likely? You think Maybe. somebody... You know, we know some people with some anxiety. Do you think those people are going to be, like, super domineering in the bedroom? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't call him super domineering. He was just confident. At pleasing her. You did say that um, there was no consent. (laughs) And there was a lot of, like, tearing away of clothing and just making things happen. And she liked it. Don't get me wrong. She's, like, all about it. But definitely. she also would, like, crawl on him and, like, do things to, like, get them going. I'm not saying it was rapey. It wasn't at all. It was, like, not at all. Well, that's where you're sort of defensive. No, I'm but saying, I, was, he I was don't know. I didn't read him as not as much as a plenty of men we've read in these novels. I didn't read him that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was confident, and he definitely like didn't seem to have anxiety about it. That's right. for sure. It seemed to go away in that mm-hmm. situation. And you got to wonder how he would have been prepared to be that way, given that at least in the book, he seemed to have a lot of anxiety it's in his force, other relationships. The force of this true But love. they also got to know each other, and they were hanging out a lot, and so they had a lot of build-up to their... Mm-hmm. You know, this is what you call a slow burn. Yeah. Because it takes quite a while for them to even kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I mean, I think you should really think about that, because I think this... Desire to really provide what the woman needs. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely an important note for our romance novels. Mm-hmm. That's how I got you. I was going to say, like you say, oh, he did all these things. But I mean, you used to like leave me notes on my car and roses. You would bring me Subway without me asking. Yeah. You know, you would just do all those things. So I'm not sure it's In that. the immortal words of your mother, you never got over me. Yeah, but look at all the things you were doing. Yep. So it's not really that different. It's a little different. I mean, you didn't take my name, but I didn't ask you to. I do have to put up with you having four names and having two totally different names. Not anymore. Not you anymore. You do. No. You do. Mm-hmm. Rarely do you come across it because I haven't used them in a long time. And I, yes, I have four names, but it was worth the sacrifice to be married to me, don't you think? I guess. Uh, you're just full of it tonight, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did highlight two things in Would the you book highlight? because I mean I have to admit there were some things that really made me laugh in this book. I don't know if they were supposed to be funny, but they were. Okay, let's see. 
I, I'd let this man turn me inside out, grind me into dust, flip me like a pancake. I wanted him to do things to me that I hadn't done with anyone. He had me worked up in a way that was making me creative. And this is why I highlighted it. I'd eat a Pop-Tart naked off his bare chest. Because that is so bizarre and, like, not at all what the paragraph is leading up to. Right. It's not super sexy either. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, like, so, so bizarre. weird. Yeah. But, like, that must be her. Like, she must have a come up with that, like, imagining what would be really creative in bed. Mm-hmm. And um, came up with a Pop-Tart naked. Would you like me to eat a Pop-Tart off of your chest? I want to incorporate the most sensual, the salted cube I figured you were about to go to Seinfeld, so. (laughs) As we all know, pastrami is the most sensual, sensual of the salted cured meats. But a Pop-Tart. I mean... All right, Caligula. I just opened myself up to that Seinfeld reference, which I feel like you work into conversation at least once a week, by the way. Not on this? Not on the podcast, but in our everyday life, that Mm -hmm. comes up, like, regularly. But now we have a Pop-Tart. So now... one of the greatest ones. Now that's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to be like, I could eat a Pop-Tart off of your chest right now. Yeah. I mean, that's a very specific... And bizarre choice that I have never read in any romance novel ever. Mm-hmm. Like, never. Maybe that's one of the sentences, you know, how they use, like, weird sentences that they have to use in conversations that's, like, to, to get them out of so, their social anxiety. You know how they have, like, safe words or yeah. safe phrases? I liked that a lot, actually. Maybe that was, like, her safe phrase. I thought that. I'll eat a Pop-Tart off your chest. Because it doesn't even make any sense. It really doesn't. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, is that really? Yeah, but so that's she why must have I love it, it in there. It's just so weird. So weird. But at the same time, I I loved. I actually really did like that technique of like I'm giving you this phrase and you have to work it in conversation, mm-hmm. and I'll know you need to leave at that point. Yeah. And I'm going to support you to do that. And but it made it kind of fun. I was like, mm-hmm. that feels like a real thing you could do mm-hmm. for someone. Yeah. Do I need to do that with you? Probably, but you would you do that for me? No, you're no. good at hiding it. You're from the South. You already know how to act. In yeah, and so even if I want to leave, you wouldn't be giving me a safe word to get out of there? No, you need to help me. I don't know how to act in social situations. I've never That been is ridiculous. Like you. you know. Do you need to get that text? No, I just get a little. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Must be a popular guy. From my friends. I got all those photos digitized, and so I sent them a bunch of photos. Your Paraguayan friends? Uh, or you mean your college actual friends. college friends? Yeah. Oh. Of them, because that was those were some of the photos. Oh, you found other photos that weren't even from Paraguay. They were like oh, you didn't show the beginning those. of the roles, I guess, before oh, I left okay. and stuff. And then, so totally different, mm-hmm. but... This is repeated multiple times. When I was with Jacob, it didn't matter where we were. I didn't want to be anywhere else. He was like that terrarium in his plant room, a self-sustaining ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Everything I needed or wanted was wrapped up into one human being. It didn't even seem possible. Mm 
that's like me, right? For you. I don't know if I'm going to admit that because I feel like today you are wanting to give me a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I mean, sometimes I might think that when I'm reading, think that about you. Mm -hmm. But then. But then the reality of it. It's like, I do need my space after all. No, I don't. I mean, I might want like a foot of space, but I always want you around. Mm -hmm. I always want you like at least in the other room. Mm -hmm. So maybe you should think about that with me. Okay. Or you're like, I need my space. No, you know, I don't, I'm not very social. I'm talking about with me. Yeah, so, like, you're the only person I hang out with. What do you mean? Yeah, well, you're the only person I hang out with, too, so. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, you don't have your usual highlights. I do. Oh, you do, but you listened to this book. Well, I listened to the last half, but I read the first half. Um, This is going to be my villain origin story. I thought that was just funny. Um. Oh, because she's like losing it at the beginning of the book and she's, yeah. Yeah, she had had a really hard time. I mean, I think that's too interesting too because she is like the woman, she's just having like this like life, she's just like hating people when we meet her. So it is a little bit different from your typical Mm -hmm. woman and man characters in a romance novel. The only problem with anger is that it burns hot and fast. It doesn't tend to burn. Sadness burns long. Grief, disappointment. Is that pink or is that? It's yellow. It's not pink. It's just, it's good. It's not like great. Um, I was going to deal with the shockwave of this news in layers, my own feelings about it, and then everyone else's dumped on me like ice water over and over until I was drenched in it. There are a lot of feelings in the book. Yeah. A lot of. That was like a good exposition of how many thoughts and feelings are in there. (laughs) Different people had different energy demands. Some people took more from me than others. Dad, for example, was low energy. I could spend days with him in his workshop and never feel like I needed a break. Jill and Jane were easy too, but Mom and Jeremiah and Jewel, they were high energy people who could drain me in a matter of minutes. There was only so much of them I could handle. I mean, I think that's true. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I think, and obviously he has anxiety, social anxiety, so it's even more, but I think that's very true. He had this super sexy, strong, quiet type thing about him. Deep, gentle brown eyes, a square jaw with just enough scruff to look a little rugged, but still put together. He was maybe 5'9", 5'10", to my 5'4". Mid-thirties in shape, his hands were plunged into the pockets of his black scrubs and had veins running down his toned Did arms. you think, oh, this is like me as I you're reading this. I loved, that's in italics. I know, I remember well this Well-hydrated veins. I, again, very funny, random. I shook it off. Was he hot? Yes, fine. Don't, doesn't matter. Super annoying, though. Yeah, I said impatiently. What about you, he asked. What kind of cupcake do you like? Red velvet, and I don't want one, I said, turning around. I didn't want anything from him. But did you think, oh, that's like describing me when you're reading the description of him? Like me? Yeah. No. Oh, I did. Oh, you did? 
did. You, you have pictured me. You have well hydrated veins so as well. This must have been super sexy. <laughs> of course, maybe. I did think similar. I mean, your hair is like more brownish with a tiny bit of blonde, but your beard has a little red in it mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. And 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, mm. Veins. Veins. You have yeah. like good veins. I've yeah. always noticed that about you. Good veins in my penis. I agree. Okay, no one said that. Oh, that's not what you're talking about? I was talking about, as in the book, oh, your forearms. Oh, my arms. Oops. Okay. I guess just figured true. you'd throw that in there. It hasn't been enough of that. And since you only highlighted the first half, you won't really get any opportunities. Well, I already brought up the sitting on the face part. So I'll bring it up twice. Now you want to bring it up again, even yeah. though... Well, we you're already... just... You said I wasn't going to bring anything up. Um... I will, however, accept your invitation to be invited and never come. That sounds like an excellent time. That sounds like me, actually. <laughs> I also enjoy not answering calls, not networking, never leaving the house, and <laughs> hanging out with my dog. Like, that's actually, I actually say that to my friends. I, I, I know. give them a hard time about not inviting me. They're like, I know you won't come. I'm like, I still want to be invited. So <laughs> exactly. I'd been doing something for the last few days. I'd been watching Shit's Creek. Did you like the Shit's Creek? Of course. Creek became a recurring theme. Again, because she, I mean, she's like super traumatized and just like very angry and sad at the world, but they're, Shit's Creek, it's like just such nice people. And then you get this idea that they're like so nice, mm -hmm. really. Wouldn't it be amazing to live like that, to not carry the burden around with you, to not feel constantly overwhelmed and overstimulated and second-guess every little thing? No. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. For sure. Yeah. And then he's driving a black F-150. That was that? random. That was a weird thing. That was... They're so progressive and thoughtful, and then... He's and... driving an F-150, but he has his ca uh, cabin, and he's doing work on it. Still. I, I agree. But then you got to think she got these from real life or something because it's just very, like everything doesn't fit together. But don't you think real people are like that? Like, you, you know, like you might drive an F-150 and be really into plants or like you might be really nervous in all these situations, but this one situation you're not. Or I don't know, like maybe that's real, you know? And like some of the dialogue where it was like clunky or awkward, I was thinking – but that's more like how real life is. We're not all clever and always coming up with the right things to say. Because, you know, sometimes they would say, th like, most you'd be rolling along in the book, and then all of a sudden something would come out where you're like, what? Like, it didn't feel, yeah. like, in keeping with the style. But then I started thinking, like, maybe that's how we really are, right? Like, you mm -hmm. don't, everything doesn't fit neatly together. Yeah. But in romance novels, typically everything is, like, very... Mm -hmm. Very neat. So, I mean, he could drive an F-150. Again, it was shocking when that was his car right? to me. Right. And obviously it was to you since you highlighted it. And just, when do we highlight the car they're that, driving? Yeah. That, that was the last of my highlights of note anyway. All right. Well, I mean, again, not like my favorite. I want to I wanna explore why it's not your favorite. I like that you just said that. Why wasn't it? It was you, a little You much. just said to me that you thought the love interest was like your husband. Oh, I loved him. Yeah, so why did you not like the... the 
It was like a little bit long. Like she just had so many sad things that she had to work through. Mm-hmm. And I like, and I don't like it when I'm like, why don't you just talk about it? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, in real life, we don't just talk about things and we get mad for no reason. And I, I mean, I do that, you but know. I always make you talk about stuff. Yeah, but sometimes like I'm totally mad for no reason at all. Yeah, but then I just push your buttons until you have a breakdown and then you talk to me about what's happening. Okay, I'm not sure that's the best, but it's true. It does so, work. but like, so at the same time, like, it is real that you would just keep getting mad, even though you know you love this person. And, but it just felt like there was a lot of drama for the second half. Right. And like, maybe a little too much for me. But I like but conflict, she, but, but she's it wasn't Latina. that. Latina. You know, they like a lot oh, of Oh, please drama. stop. No. I, we outlawed that type of st- talking on our podcast they're, they're a very long hot, time ago. They're very hot ago. baby. It's just a fact. Okay, we already said we don't say that on this podcast. It's a reason there's a stereotype. If we would have an editor, I would edit this right out. Oh, too bad. Too bad I'm the editor. <laughs> exactly. Um, she, I mean, this is the first Salvadoran. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Latinas couldn't be stoic. I'm sure they can be. But a lot Why of them are, you are very continuing dramatic. to go with that. I mean, it's just a part of the I was going this is the first Salvadoran character we've read. Yeah. Which is included interesting. Included pupusas in there. Remember when we lived in Maryland and they were really into pupusas? Yeah. That was like a big thing. Remember when we took the little Salvadorian kids to the camp and that they just were like talking about pupusas when they got yeah, home. Yeah, they were like, they were like so waiting for their little pupusas and the mom was going to make pupusas. William, I think, was his name. Yeah, I remember little William. Yeah. Um, but there were some really interesting things. Like I did love the depiction of the mother in the book. I mm-hmm. thought it was like great and I love that. Like I loved her reaction to finding out that Jacob was going to be the organ donor. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff was interesting. I just thought the drama at the end was a little much. Like, once they loved each other, and he was just so... But, you know, you got to have that dramatic... I mean, it extra, did... I did cry. You have to have a few iterations of drama to really know that they love each other. That way they just and keep it just on... just took some of the... They're really kind of like magnets who keep getting turned That around. That was a line in the book. But I did... It was multiple times. I did cry a little bit. I know which which scene made you cry when I was reading where he like shared his journal with her. Yeah, and she was like, he opened his soul, which is what she had asked for, mm-hmm. and that made me cry a little bit. But I also was really short on sleep, and we had been in the car for like fifteen hours at that point. So you know, maybe it was that and not the mm-hmm. book. But so there, it was very sweet in that way, and he was like so nice. Mm-hmm. He was so nice. so nice, and that's underrated. I mean, I know you're always like kind is better, but I mean, fine. What's the Call difference it kind. between kind and you're nice. the one who always says that you want to be kind. When I would say like be nice, you'd be like, no, be kind. I don't know what the difference is, but he was whatever best term you want to call for someone who is generous and thinks of others. I think of it in the the sense that nice is like. A facade kind is actually a deeper connection with somebody, like actually anticipating what their um, needs and wants are and sort of like trying, putting yourself in a position of trying to help them. Whereas niceness is just, you can be nice to somebody without even 
really deep in your heart you caring just keep about it. Them. It's just like a surface level reaction. Yeah, it's what you say to somebody, like two kids who don't like each other and they're fighting you. Like, yeah, be, be nice. nice yeah. And then they still don't like each other. They're just for a, it's Well, okay, so that's something to add to the list of like what's essential in romance. Kindness? Yeah. We haven't talked about that specifically. Well, you got Lord Beelzebub over there. I mean, you got people who have no. But typically, through the romance, even I mean, this guy is always nice, always kind. But through the romance, there's some type of kindness that develops, like some kind of recognition of what the other person needs. He's a more like fully realized kind person because he's kind to everyone. Piece of work, man. Ugh. There were some hard times, but she had just gone through a lot, and she needed to work through it. Oh, uh, and it was so bad. It was too traumatic. Well, that's what I mean. It, when, there was, like, a little bit too much at, by the end. Like I was a breakup like, with a miscarriage, that's, like, a lot to deal with. Like, a breakup while your partner knows that you're pregnant. And not it just, just a breakup, but, like, care. an ongoing affair. It like, just doesn't care. And then the elevator opens, and it's them. That's a little much. And then... The whole, they have to be in the room together, the door swells shut. I mean, that kind of stuff. I know, you don't like that, but I love that kind of stuff. I don't know why you can't I just... I don't like the whole... It just seems so contrived. I would love to be locked in a room with you, and I can't get out. We're locked in our room all the time by choice. Yeah, but I so would love it that you, we well. just can't, and it adds like another layer of life. We don't want to traumatize the kids with you know, what I do to you. What? Okay. I was not what I was talking about. I'm saying you're in a locked room with me all the time. No, but that's not the same. Gosh, you have taken us to a different place. I was saying, like, it would be kind of like a little added spice or something if we were, like, in a room at a hotel or something. We couldn't get out and we just had to, like, be together. Drink a bottle of bourbon? Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Seems like every night that we do this podcast, that's what's happening. There's no bottles of bourbon. There's like a half or a full drink, and that's it. I think the most this I've has had three shots. I was gonna say I can tell. I've only, I'm not even halfway done. I'm already done with mine. But I think the most I've had are like two drinks. Although some of them you make super strong because I can feel it by the end, and others I can barely hit. So overall, I mean, it was well written. It was, there were, there were, it like veered into like popular language. language. It did. That's what sort, I mean. Sort of colloquial, like modern 20 something year old language, which. Although they're older, 35 me. in this book. Yeah, but it seemed kind of young. Like it's, and especially because there was so much internal dialogue from both sides because it was alternative yeah. first person narration, you know? Yeah. It was just, uh, some of it was a little trite. But um, but nothing I felt like was not good. I mean, she's a talented writer. Yeah. Um, good character. It was, it, I think it, it was too long. That's I what mean, I said. it was just too much. Like, when the elevator opened, it could have ended at by the time they finally got together. You know, yeah. and then, but then to have an extra layer where she's like, tr- has this huge trauma and like goes into defense yeah. mode, and then you have to have to talk with the 
with mom and mom encourages you to just keep yeah, pushing I know, through right? it. Yeah. Like a little much. Eh. It was. It was a little much. I already said that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I mean, you don't want it to end because then it ends and you're like, oh, uh, sad. You were just so happy that it was And I will say long. this one, I mean, even though I said it went on too long, at least by the time I was done, I was like, okay, I feel like I know enough. Because sometimes they end and I'm just like, how can it be over already? Mm. Yeah, Lord, so, Be- Lord Beelzebub. I don't oh, know. that one could have been like a series. I loved that one, even though I know it's like bad. But. <laughs> yeah. So I did really enjoy that one. Levin. We could have read a few more oh, chapters about no, Levin. We had definitely about enough. Levin's idea about Europeanized agriculture. I think we had enough. And then you like listen to hours of russian history this week it was great oh my god <laughs> you didn't think it was great i mean it was pretty interesting but you listened to many more hours of it than i did i was like at some point yeah so so uh you think it was pretty good yeah it was all in all it was pretty good it was and i mean again it was very sweet and very kind and the guy, I know you're not say, agreeing with me, but I think he was a little, he was at least a little bit different. Yeah. And much more sensitive. Yeah. Than most of the um, novels and the main characters that we've read. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And so, yeah, it was enjoyable. I'm glad we read it. It was good. Yeah. So. Um. Moral of the story is, if you're going to be super neurotic and sensitive, you just got to be super creative in the bedroom and make up for it in the bedroom, and everything will turn out okay. That is not. That's the moral of the story. How is that what you take? I mean, I just don't even know. I feel like you're really not taking this seriously. I mean, I'm taking. I'm not sure there was a lot to learn from this. From what we've learned already, I I don't think there really is. I don't think there's much more to learn from this than what my mother's age-old advice about complementary pathology. Well, you just get to see that that is true. Yeah. So So I I mean, that's good. Yep. I would say that that's. This is the foremost depiction of that sentiment that we've ever read. I don't think there's been anything that's been this pronounced. Oh, really? Okay. Name one. Well, I'm not sure there's been any that have it so front and center. Right. And like how I guess there was a little bit of mental health in others, but it's not like like the central feature of characters. There is the talk of therapy. It's a it's a big one. People caring about their mental health. That's very important. Yeah. I mean, again, it's very modern. It's very mm-hmm. you can tell. I mean, even this like whole we didn't even talk about like their tagline, like their vow. <laughs> yeah, be be harmless. Yeah, I will be harmless to you or something. That's annoying. I mean, I just kept thinking that's very low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just kept thinking, like, I guess that's, I'm supposed to feel that that's, like, 
I think that's like kind of. I think that's impossible. I mean, part of true love requires the sort of vulnerability that means they're gonna. Your love is gonna hurt you. They just are. I get it. They wanna not hurt each other, but they're gonna hurt each other. It just is gonna happen. Right. This idea. I know they didn't do it in this, but you know, be married for twenty years and tell me you haven't gotten hurt. Right. I mean, in the end, in the epilogue, they did say, oh, we go to therapy a good mm-hmm. amount. And, you know, just once a month to make sure we're keeping the communication open. I think that's good, but I think it would be even better to say, yeah, we we realize we're, we can't be harmless to each other if we want to love each other. Because love requires vulnerability, and vulnerability means that once in a while, Timing's going to be Well, off. that's interesting that you say that. And I know we're wrapping up, but that's like, I wonder how they're defining harmless because if you think about it, it was like he had, she knew his pen. Mm, they're and, just so traumatized. It's just sort of like. Well, he's not that. He's I mean, tra- he's anxious. Yeah, he's traumatized from having to deal with serious mental health issues. Yeah. And she's traumatized from Really, life. yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, that whole be, let's be harmless. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, you're saying it's not possible, but I also just think like that seems like maybe that's why because that doesn't even like you're gonna harm and also like be harmless. Like that's not yeah. it's just not enough for me. You know, have we read any meta meta modernist? I don't know even know what a meta modernist is. Romance novels. I don't think we have. What's really. a meta modernist? So, you know, postmodernism was what we sort of studied in mm-hmm. school. And that was sort of the postmodernistic period, which was sort of a nihilistic. And maybe it had a point to it. I mean, the point was to sort of emphasize marginalized voices and that sort of thing. Um, You know, metamodernism is, has returned to a sense of um, strong sincerity, which is not something that postmodern, like sincerity and earnestness. Well, this felt very earnest and sincere. Well, that's, that actually. is the one area that I do say that the younger generation, you can tell when somebody's like younger than us in writing and all. But she's not. She's like our age. Yeah, but she's in tune with the younger generation. Like, we're sort of on the edge. We're sort of Gen X. We're technically Mm -hmm. Gen X, but, like, people can sort of choose to be more millennial aligned, you know? Yes. And so I would say she feels more millennial aligned to me. Maybe, yeah. And in that sense, they're super, they're idealistic. They're very social. They're very connected. Meta is sort of, it's actually implying... um, a reliance on technology, part of the social aspect mm-hmm. is like technologically, you know, like our daughter. Okay. Our yeah, but she's daughter. like beyond a millennial. She's too young for that. She's like, yeah, but she's in that age, in the age where like that is how she, yeah. that's her primary social activity. <laughs> True. Okay. Um, and I think there's, there's a good amount of that. Um, it's very interesting. I didn't really know about, because I was wondering what, 
the movement is after postmodernism, and they say metamodernism hmm. is now the next thing that we're moving into. Um, they borrow some themes from, just like every I mean, I've movement. now that you say that, I've probably read books that are, but I'm not sure we have read. But one I'm not together. sure we've read like a pure meta because this has this is sort of like in the middle. This is not purely metamodernist, I don't think. Um, but it's getting closer. I think this is pretty close to that. Hmm. Yeah, I read a novel like while we were driving the other night that maybe would be even more. Okay. Um, and it was definitely younger even. Like, because this didn't feel that young to me. Maybe a, a little, but not not much. Um, Unifying themes, idealistic. That would be very interesting. Hmm. Okay. But at the same time, it's so young. Like, I typically don't like the novels where it's like just. Yeah, you got to wonder. Too young for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like a generation. This is a language I don't speak. Hmm. Just getting old. I guess so. It's fine. So what are we reading next week? We're going to read Written in the Stars. Written in the Stars. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just going to let it be a surprise St- for you. Star-crossed lovers. The tag is, is this relationship fake or is it true love? Why do they all have to be like... You know that's what this that's what we just read. This oh this we'll book do you, was well a, then okay we'll save that no, change it's it fine. we'll read the seven year slip. It's got like a supernatural element. <laughs> it's by the woman who wrote Dead Romantics. The if you want to take a break from fake dating, because well, I, I did I didn't actually you know, know this, this whole was. thing where they're fake but they're really they. Okay, love so each I chose other. this one because it was two women and I thought we haven't read that yet. We we should come up. We I'm sure Chat GPT could tell us all the the main tropes in. Romance oh yeah, novels. I mean I know a bunch like of them. Like trapped in the room that that had yeah. this one single bed. A single bed. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's um, there's definitely fake there's dating. There's like the fake dating. There's that enemies, turns to, out lovers, like, oh, enemies to lovers. Friends to lovers. Um, mm. There are little things like there's like a. Oh, there's the surprise baby, but I don't read those. But how is the one that you initially said different from the one we just Well, read? it's two women. So oh. I thought, let's just really... Well, let's do that one. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Because uh, we haven't read anything except men and women mm-hmm. novels. So I figured let's just really try something. That would be so emotional. I, I'm not sure I'll be able to deal with it. Excuse but. you. You... That was a very toxic statement you just made. Well, I mean. So it's written in the stars or seven years I mean, maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be super physical, but I feel like it'll be even. I mean, a lot of these, they're written by women. So well, I have some choices they, that are two men, but I, I didn't know what we would engage. They prioritize. Written by women about two men. That would be fascinating. <laughs> Okay, that would time. be super fascinating to read <laughs> if a woman wrote a gay romance novel. They do. Yeah. But I, we could also there are, read... There are women who write gay romances. There are. Bet there are no men who wrote, write lesbian romances. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> those are going to... Those have to be weird. But there's also two... I mean, I, there is a novel that I know of that might you might enjoy that's two men and it's written by a man. Well, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, hopefully that man is gay. 
I assume. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I haven't read, but I just assumed that so. Maybe that's what I'm, my next novel will be a gay romance novel. <laughs> See, this is why I, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> I might I might write a great gay romance. What if that was like my cottage? What if I like became a great gay romance novel? Well, why don't you read one first before you make a comment on what you're going to write? Um, I mean. I, I could. Maybe. But let's read one first because you haven't even read one yet. Yeah. Maybe I'll just write a regular romance. Well, I keep saying that. Serious mental health issues on the man's side. You know, you just don't. Once again, we return to you do not like it when the man has a weakness. Like whenever the man has something going on, it is hard for you. You do not like to read those. I feel like that's recurring in these novels. Really? Yes. Because, you know, the first one was... Boy, bromance book club. I that I was just humiliated. Exactly, and that is like every. I wasn't humiliated for this guy. No, I just didn't want to read about his mental illness every single chapter and his crazy neuroses. I'm not sure. I don't like that they have. You find them very hard to read when the men have. So I what I want a bunch of superheroes like who have no weaknesses. Well, no, then you critique those. What? As being like stereotypical when it's like these like super strong, like alpha male. Type. Right. So I'm not sure. I mean, you're looking for some, maybe you're just looking for a male character that doesn't exist. No, I, I'm not sure that that's true. I, I don't like it when they have weaknesses. I'm not sure that that's true. I like all sorts of weaknesses of character and of body and mind, all sorts of things. Because people are... Interesting. Do you? In romance novels? Yeah, I think so. I think I, you know, I'm not sure I like it when you're like, weakness becomes a strength. I don't like Mm. that because I I just don't believe that's how life is. I think your weakness is usually just a weakness. (laughs) And like, you might be able to work around it or you might even be able to like, be super happy despite the weakness. Like, I would say my experience, you're almost perfect, but let's say you, let's say you had a flaw. Let's say. Let's say. In a... In a in if a, I did. In an alternative... Which is difficult for you to think yes, of. Yes, in an alternative me, universe, you had yes. a flaw. Let's say that in that alternative universe, I still fell in love with you because you're just so great. And I fall in love with you in spite of your flaws. But I don't often think that I fall in love with you because your flaws have added to my romantic, like, enjoyment. I don't often think, for example, let's say your flaw was that... You procrastinate. Let's just say in an alternative universe. Let's say yeah, but that isn't going to one way or another be. I don't often think to myself, "Oh, it's so sexy she procrastinates." <laughs> well, I don't often think, "Oh, it's so sexy that you get everything." Well, done you got to think that this in this novel, for example, it was like it's so sexy that he's so neurotic that all he does is think in a pathological way about me. <laughs> but it was the thinking about her that 
helped her trust him. It doesn't mean that it was the weak. It, maybe that helped contribute, but I was going to say that. So my procrastination turns into an appreciation and an ability to be flexible. It is. It, it turns into being able to problem solve because you're last minute. You got to figure it out. You can't just waste all this time whining and complaining. So you got to get it done. Is actually your strength. I, I think that's true. It yeah. can be true. So I think you should just think about that. Reflect. Next on that. time, next time you criticize me, I'll just remind you of these <laughs> words. I'll be like, mine. I don't know. You know what? But baby, you know how you don't like me scrolling on Facebook at the expense of listening to you and the children. Well, that's actually a strength. So just okay, no, not <laughs> listening and ignoring in no way is a strength. That's actually a strength because I will share good memes with that's you. That's not so a character that, trait. That's actually very. But that's romantic. not a character trait. That's just a bad behavior. <laughs> that's a difference. Oh, baby. Okay, so are we doing written in the stars or seven year slip? I want to read the lesbian romance. Written in the stars. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. I haven't read it. I hope there's some graphic physical scenes that we get to read through. Okay, on that note, next week. Written. uh, We're we're done. You're done. (laughs) You must have really 